There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh welcoming you to the podcast. I'd like to welcome all of our new listeners. I certainly hope you're telling folks about the podcast. Letting folks know that every single weekday we're here on the podcast preaching the Word of God, and we certainly want to be a help. We want to be a blessing. I know we get into some heavy things in the book of Hebrews. That man made that statement to me recently. He said a pastor told him that he doesn't teach the book of Hebrews. He doesn't understand it, and therefore he doesn't teach it. And I thought to myself, it's a real shame that a man wouldn't take the time, and if nothing else, try to learn the book of Hebrews. Now, I want to make this real clear. I don't know a whole lot about the book of Hebrews. It's probably obvious by this point, we're almost on chapter 7, and as folks realize, and I don't know a whole lot about the book of Hebrews, but the little bit that I do know, I'm going to convey to you, but I'm not afraid to tackle the book of Hebrews. You know why? Because I have the witness of God, and I have the Spirit of God, and I have the Word of God, and those three together can work together and give me understanding and give me knowledge beyond my realm, beyond my intellect, and not only for me, he'll do that for every Everyone that has believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, every person that's ever come to repentance and had a relationship with Jesus Christ and known him and that power of his resurrection, they too can come by faith and believe the word of God. And so we're teaching the book of Hebrews, just the things we know, not the things we don't know. And we want to be a help. I thought we'd be done chapter seven by now, but I'm going a little bit slower than I thought we would. So I'm going to continue to read here in chapter seven. And I'm going to start again in verse 19. For the law made nothing perfect. There was actually nothing perfected by the law of God. He tells you that. Those altars were not perfect. That tabernacle was not perfect. It's why God had to come in and anoint that tabernacle. It's why his glory had to come in and sanctify the tabernacle through his dear son. Because it could not be made perfect. That priest could not be made perfect. There was nothing. The blood of bulls was not perfect. The blood of lambs was not perfect. You would go take a lamb without spot out of your flock. And you would go get the best lamb you could find and brush his wool and no spots and no no crookedness and no brokenness and absolutely a perfect lamb. He would won the state championship at the fair every year. And yet when you offered him, there was nothing perfect about him. When you offered him, it was a carnal commandment to offer him. And he came and he laid on a man-made altar and was hewn in pieces. And then that blood was taken. And as that flesh was burnt upon that altar of the burnt offering, that blood would be taken and sprinkled and that blood would be sprinkled upon things made by man and touched by man and these things were tainted by man and that's why the word of God told us we have a better hope 
That's why verse 22 said we have a surety of a better testament. Because now, today, you and I come to an altar. An altar not made by man. An altar not made by hands. An altar made by God himself, eternal in the heavens. And it's been cleansed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Melchizedekan priest. And he has come and he has anointed that altar with his blood. And his blood has forever purged the sins of man. And that blood for forever is on the mercy seat. This is not man-made. That's why it's a better promise. That's why it's a better testament. And that's why the word of God tells us, inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. And then parentheses, for those priests were made without an oath. But this with an oath by him that said unto him, the Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so God himself made an oath of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he swear by his own name. There's none higher. There's no greater that he could swear by. But unto himself he swear that his son would be a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And the father said, I, I. And the Holy Ghost said, I, I. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I, I. The word of God spake. And they all agreed as one. And they said, this is the one. This is our high priest. And they swear it in the heavens that he would be a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And that's a promise of God. That is an immutable thing which God has sworn by. Blessed be his holy name. That is something that cannot change. It will not change. It's as perfect as the day that God swear it. The Lord Jesus Christ is that high priest. He will not repent. And again, verse 22, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Chapter 8 and verse 6 said this, He hath obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. That's the promise of God. Why? He is much better. He's made so much better. The word of God tells us that. Why is he made so much better? He's the son of God. It's been sworn that he'd be a priest. It's been sworn that Jesus Christ the righteous would be that great high priest for man and that by him we might come and by his blood we might come boldly to the throne of grace. He that dwelleth between the cherubims will receive sinful men by the name that is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who has been sworn as an oath to God that he would be a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. That is a great promise. There is no greater promise ever been made. There will be no greater promise. And you can look at that. And my friend, if you really start to think about that promise God made, that you and I might come boldly to the throne of grace and we come to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was made perfect through his sufferings. And that's why he is the perfect sinless lamb of God. As a lamb is slain before the foundations of the world. And you and I can come and have the forgiveness of sins and have the understanding that we can be purged and we can be clean. I tell you one thing, it'll make you want to just rejoice. It'll make you want to shout. It'll make you want to weep. It'll make you want to worship him. You realize what he's done and you realize who he is. You realize, well, what he's done for us. And I realized when I was dead in trespassing sins, lost without hope in this world, lost without Christ in this world, that great high priest, he looked down to where I was and said, I'll take him. And I came to where he was and he came and he met me a long way off and he drew me to himself and he kissed me with the 
kiss of forgiveness and put that robe of righteousness upon me. Put that crown of glory upon my head. Put that ring upon my finger. And that calf had already been slain. Glory be to God. And he brought me to himself by the blood of Jesus Christ. I was made nigh by his blood. I was made nigh by the offering of Jesus Christ. What a glory that is. What a victory that is. Hallelujah be to Jesus Christ. That is a better testament. I don't have to come down there and take a lamb. I don't have to come and, and offer that firstborn lamb. I don't have to come and bring a bullock. I don't have to bring turtle doves. I don't have to come down and take the, the flour and, and, uh, and take the oil and make those little cakes and offer them to the Most High God in the hopes that he'll receive me. No, I can come boldly to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. Been coming boldly now for almost 27 and a half years. Been coming boldly to the throne of grace. And I want to thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. In verse 23, they were truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, the, how, how is they could not continue? Why did God stop their priesthood? Because they were going to die. They were just men. They were just men that served God in the tabernacle of God, but they were still just men. They were just flesh. They were, they were, can I say this? Victims, I don't mean that in the sense of a victim. I can't think of a better word off the top of my head, of a carnal ordinance. They were born into Levi. They didn't even have to serve the Lord with gladness. Some of them probably served him with bitterness. Some of them probably served him with contempt. Some of them probably served. That's why Korah had no trouble uh, speaking against the man of God. Korah had no trouble thinking he was above that. Why? He was just flesh. He was just a man. And that's that priesthood. They were going to die. But he said this, this man, who Jesus Christ, because he continueth forever hath an unchangeable priesthood. That hath, again, doesn't has, doesn't have, hath. What does that mean? He was a priest yesterday, he'll be a priest today, he'll be a priest tomorrow. It's an unchangeable priesthood. It's a continual tense. His priesthood is never going to change. He is Jesus Christ the righteous. And it's in that priesthood that you and I come. It's in that priesthood that you and I can have relief. It's in that priesthood that you and I can know him. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. How long is he going to live to make intercession? The word of God said, forever. Thank God for that promise. As long as there's breath in your lungs, there's hope. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. As long as you're alive, Jesus Christ is alive. He lives forever. He's alive forevermore. We are saved through his life, and he ever liveth. Why does he live? To make intercession for us. He's not a dead priest. He's not a priest that's uh, going to perish. He's not a temporal fix on earth. No, he is the eternal God. He is eternal in the heavens. He's not going to die like Aaron did. He's not going to die like other priests died. And oh, my friend, he's Jesus Christ, the righteous. This man, hallelujah, he's able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. There it is, the promise of God. And I want to go back to this hyper-diaper garbage, these folks that discredit the book of Hebrews. How can you say this isn't for the church of God? How can you say this isn't for people today? How can you say there's only a select few of Jews this is for? God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him. doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, whether you're a Jew or Gentile. doesn't matter if you're red, yellow, black, or white. doesn't matter your position in life. doesn't matter 
matter how horrible you've been, how vile you've been, how wicked you've been, doesn't matter if you're in prison or out of prison, doesn't matter whether you live on the other side of the tracks or the golf course, my friend Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, and he came to save to the uttermost those who will come unto God by him. And I believe that's reserved for every man. I believe that's reserved for every man that will come unto him. The problem is they got to come unto God by him. You must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You must come to God on his terms. You must come to God on, on his way. You must come to God through the person of Jesus Christ. But he liveth to make that intercession. That's why he's alive. He's living so that he can make intercession for you. He can make intercession for sinners. He can make intercession for the ungodly. That's why he lives. That's why he's not after a carnal commandment. That's why he wasn't made after a carnal priesthood. That's why he wasn't made after a Levitical priesthood. He was made after a Melchizedekan priesthood, an eternal priesthood, a priesthood that's going to live forever in God. Hallelujah to God. He said, for such an high priest became us. He was made a little lower than the angels, the word of God told us. He said, who is holy, harmless. Here's a description of him, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. What a perfect description of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's holy. And my friend, he's always going to be holy. And the word of God said this, he's harmless. He's never hurt. He's never hurt unjustly. He's never hurt men. He's harmless. He's never harmed them. And my friends, so many folks are afraid to come to him. They're so afraid. They've been hurt by everybody. They've been harmed by every person ever loved them. They're afraid to come to Jesus Christ. They're afraid he's going to harm them like everyone else has. But his description is that he's harmless. He's the harmless son of God. He's undefiled. He's separate from sinners. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love sinners, but he's separate. And by the way, when you read the New Testament, a lot of folks make comments on that, but I studied this out. You can verify this. I wouldn't take my word for it. But when you see Jesus Christ dining with sinners, he separated himself from sinners. And sinners came to where he was. And oh, I thank God that sinners came to Jesus Christ. And I went to Jesus Christ one day as a sinner. He was separated from me. He was separated from my life. He, I was separated from God by my sin. But I came to him, and it was that very same sin that he died for. It was that very same sin that he took upon his body. It was that very same sin that he gave us life for. And I came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Although he was separate from me, he received me. And I thank God Christ receiveth sinful men. And even though he was separate, he received me, brought me to himself. I drew nigh by Jesus Christ through his blood. He's made higher than the heavens. Who needeth not daily? Thank God it's not a continual burning, a continual offering. He's a needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. He didn't die for himself. He died for us. He didn't die because he needed purging. No, he died because we needed cleansing. The Lord Jesus Christ, that perfect lamb of God, made under the law. And my friend, when he was made under the law of God, yet without sin, the word of God tells us. And that's why he's after the order of Melchizedek. He's eternal. He's Jesus Christ, the righteous. He's undefiled, he's holy, he's harmless, separate, made higher than the heavens. Didn't have to come and offer sacrifice for himself, but he came and offered one sacrifice. What is that sacrifice? For the sins of the whole world. And he died for us on the cross of Calvary. He offered up himself. And by the way, he's the only priest that ever offered up himself. Thank God he did. Thank God he came, laid down his life for his friends. He said, you are my friends if you obey my commandments. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath, which was since the law, 
maketh the Son, S-O-N, capital S, who is consecrated forevermore. So the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. Yes, every one of them is touched with infirmity. But the Lord Jesus Christ, no infirmity in him. He's holy. He's harmless. Word of God told us this. He's undefiled. There's no infirmity in him. But the oath, the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the Son, Jesus Christ, who is consecrated forevermore. That is our high priest. That is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, the perfect Lamb of God, the sinless Son of God. And how we thank Him and how we bless Him. Can I make a plea with you today? I know there's folks listening. They might have professions. You might have a pseudo-relationship with God. You might talk to God. But my friend, if you don't have that peace of God that passeth all understanding, why don't you just get that settled? This is a day of salvation. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation. Would you hear the voice of God today and realize this high priest has died for you? This high priest has given himself a ransom for you. There might be folks spying out this podcast that spy out our liberty in Christ. Would you consider the things we've said concerning Jesus Christ? And those of you that have been saved by the grace of God, won't you just lift up holy hands wherever you are and bless his name and thank him. Thank you for what he's done. Thank you for who he is. Thank him. He's the spotless lamb of God. If you really grasp chapter seven of the book of Hebrews, it will change your life. It'll change your worship. It'll change your thanksgiving. When you realize that Jesus Christ is not merely made after that Levitical priesthood, but no, he's a priest after the order of Melchizedek, God's high priest. Would you have a great day? Lord, we'll be back on here tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing